This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. The Jay Severin Show. Well, this just did. Look at the screen. Security is dragging some awful... Is that a woman? Is that him? Oh, oh, security just severely abraded himself. He, it looks like it looks like he dragged an arm. Uh, let me see. Looks like he did. Security dragged his arm against her hair. He's been badly abraded. They're treating him now, and they're they're dragging the protester from the stage of the Democrat National Convention. Oh wait, that's no protester. That's Debbie was a man, Schultz. Excelsior. Welcome back, best and brightest. You are. I am Jay Severin. We are together the Blaze Radio Network. 1-888-900-3393. 1-888-900-3393. Via Twitter, at J-A-Y. Then the little underscore doohickey. S-E-V-E-R-I-N. Well, here we are. Didn't I tell you you... Didn't I tell you you'd miss me when I was gone? I'm not quite gone, but I mean in the form of the speaking in the personage of the Republican National Convention. I kept saying last week, you're going to miss me when I'm gone. And the good thing is maybe, maybe not as much as we thought. Because what was supposed to be a Pacific ship sailing flawless seas, the good ship Hillary... It's a frigate. It runs really heavy to the bottom. Uh, That's got the good ship Hillary has so much ballast in her back end that she could go through the Wizard of Oz tornado, even if on water. And I know they're called something different on water. Anyway, maybe we're going to get a treat out of the Democrat convention after all. And maybe this shows us out of all of their best planning and their worst thoughts and hopes. These people are going to get a little of what they deserve. You you really need to have seen this morning or hear a tape of uh, Carol, Karen Costello from CNN bemoaning the fact that, oh, no. Oh, no, it's opening day, and unity was the only word we, and she did say we, every time she opened her mouth, she said we. Oh, no, unity was the only word we wanted to hear this week, 
And now look what we have. We have upset on the first day of the campaign. She didn't say our campaign, which surprised me, but she did kept she did keep saying we. Oh, look what we've got. Oh, this is terrible. Look what we've got. As we start the Democrat convention, opportunity for us together to take a little lesson from this. Uh, National Political Conventions 101, Professor Severin. When both candidates have deep negatives, both candidates probably have a similar convention objective. If both conventions have similar objectives, both conventions likely have similar convention choreography, right? And I think that that's yes, 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 and yes so far. And so what is the message? What really was the message of the Republican convention? I think it was, he ain't so bad. I mean, let's be truthful. Wasn't that it? Wasn't the purpose of last week to say, Come on, he ain't that bad. You 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 can live with this guy. This you you this guy can be president. You can live with this. Look, he's not a bad guy. He's not a dumb guy. He's not a bad guy. He loves America. He loves his family. Pardon me. Is that someone out there I need to shoot or is everything okay? You know the password? I may have to shoot someone, so hold on a second. Well, anyway, <clears throat> uh, you know, what really was the purpose of last week? It was to say, I ain't so bad. Well, when you think about it, what's the purpose of this week with the Democrats? I, I think somebody shot somebody, but I'm still here. Huh. Uh if you've got both candidates with negatives and they, you know, have the same basic repair work they have to do, you get the same basic choreography, I think. And Trump's was, you know, I ain't so very bad. Well, I think as we open the Democrat convention, we, you know, Carol Costello and, and us, as Carol says, she ain't so bad. I mean, after all, isn't that, isn't that the message? She ain't so bad. I don't know. I, just a just a thought as we start this convention. Uh, <clears throat> P.S. Guess what Donald Trump is doing today? Surprise! Uh, as Guru Jay say last week, Donald Donald Trump. If you hear that, by the way, that is live fire. What it is is uh, my next door neighbor shooting skeet off his back deck, which he does now and again and i can't stop it and uh, with the uh, it, it being summertime and the windows open you may hear the sound of gunshot in the back which i would hope you would find reassuring i find it comforting uh, but <clears throat> i hope you don't find it a, a, a distraction if you do hear it anyway uh what's trump doing today trump's doing what we discussed last week he would surely do and that is 
He's counter-programming. He's not, I mean, I believe that there's an awfully good opportunity for him not to sit home this week and let the Democrats have the stage. That's traditionally, by the way, what's done out of courtesy. I don't know if you've noticed or how long you've followed this, but the other party does not go out on the campaign trail. The other the other party raises money. The other party uh, takes vacation after a fashion. But the other party does not actively campaign, which requires saying negative things about the guy having his convention, which means every night you have thrown up against the clips of the convention you have the other guy saying, oh, yeah, and she, you know, by the way, is is ass. So they suspend their campaigning for the week of the other party's campaign. Well, we discussed this last week. I don't think that Trump is likely to do that. And what do you know? Uh, as of now, Donald Trump is shooting skeet off the back deck Of my next, no, that's not, I'm sorry, that's not Donald Trump. He just kind of looks like him. Uh, Right now, Donald Trump is somewhere, I forget where, I knew a moment ago, it'll come back to me, but Donald Trump is somewhere campaigning. And what that absolutely, virtually guarantees is that tonight, the lead story on every news broadcast will be the Democrat convention, the opening Democrat convention. Uh, thank goodness it will be overshadowed by the story that uh, Debbie was a man Schultz has been kicked out as as chairman and was yanked from the convention. And also it will be that uh, Hillary Clinton has her second email problem in this campaign. And this one may involve the Russians, the Russians hacking in to her email, but it also virtually guarantees that in the A block of every newscast tonight, you will see Donald Trump's face saying that Hillary Clinton is like, uh, you know, ass. Jay Severin. On the Blaze Radio Network. I am a big fan of disruptive ideas, and this year, Casper Mattresses is on the top of my list. Hi, it's Glenn Beck, and I love sleeping on my Casper mattress. Casper is an obsessively engineered mattress at an unbelievably fair price. It combines springy latex and supportive memory foams to create an award-winning sleep service with just the right sink and just the right bounce. And better yet, it breathes so you don't wake up drenched in sweat. Time Magazine named it one of the best inventions of 2015. In fact, it's now the most awarded mattress of the decade. Try Casper for 100 nights risk-free in your home. And if you don't love it, they're going to pick it up and refund everything. Imagine that, a company so confident that their product is what you want that they'll offer a 100% refund. Made in America, with free shipping and returns to U.S. and Canada. Get $50 off of any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com slash Glenn and use the promo code Glenn. Terms and conditions do apply. Go to casper.com slash Glenn, casper.com slash Glenn. This is 
Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. You are the best and brightest on the very same place, the Blaze Radio Network. one 3393 I'll mention a few more times until you become accustomed to it. What the weaponry you hear in the background is my next door neighbor shooting skeet off his back deck. Uh, actually, they do it as a couple. And uh, I find this, I find it comforting, but I don't, I don't want, I don't want it to aggravate you, but you know what? There's not a thing about it I can do. So if it does bother you, I'm, I'm very sorry. Uh, I'm sure at the rate they're going, it won't be, because this is like, this is skeet set on a metronome on automatic. This is, this is skeet with automatic weapons because they, they can't throw them up in the air quite that fast. So, all right. <clears throat> so, Debbie was a man Schultz, yanked, a ghost, history. She will not get to gavel to order. She will not get to gavel to disorder the Democrat National Convention. How about that? My, but people come and go so quickly here, as Alice said. And wait, wait, wait. Did I hear this correctly? What these emails? What are these emails? These emails are emails from within the Democrat National Committee that prove that uh, was a man who was by contract supposed to be a fair broker as the chairman of the party. She was not supposed to favor any candidate, fair broker as they say, in law and in life. But these emails prove that she was not a fair broker. These emails prove what we have known from the beginning. And that is, I mean, I don't know who's shocked. You're not. I'm not. But we now learn, uh, by virtue of these emails, that Debbie was a man Schultz has been working in Hillary's behalf and trying to hurt Sanders from the beginning. And not only was she trying to hurt uh, Bernie Sanders, she was sending out emails that said things like, and I paraphrase, could we nail down this thing about whether uh, Sanders is a Jew? I've got some some of my peeps down in South Carolina that could um, could go for Jew, but not for uh, atheist. You know, I've heard rumors that that, uh, that Sanders is telling people he's an atheist. And so can we find out about that? Because my peeps down south, they'll they'll go for Jew, but they won't go for atheist. Now, this this was the obviously at the micro level of all of this, but clearly was a man was acting as an agent in all respect for Hillary Clinton. And the Sanders people have been accusing her of this forever. She's been not, been denying it forever. And all of a sudden, Hillary doesn't know her, doesn't want to see her, doesn't know anything about it. Well, we know, we know how Hillary is. She has rather a blind spot when it comes to uh, the old email problem, right? But <clears throat> did I hear correctly? Did I hear the way we, okay, we, we now think we know what we know, i.e. the emails. How again do we know about them? Did I, did I hear correctly? 
Russian agents hacked the Democrat National Committee, uncovered the emails, and fed them back to American media in order to manipulate the American electorate and the American election? I'm sorry, this is unusual even for us, is it not? Russian agents hacked the DNC. Wait a second. Wait a second. Hillary Clinton, who denied the existence of the technology known as email, right, for the last two years, now they admit this? Now after laughing, after 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 belittling Republicans and laughing at them for the insinuation that it's possible that any of Hillary's communications could have been hacked, especially by a foreign country. Oh, that's the stupidest of all. Wait, now, now they jump in the first five hours of the story. Now they jump out in front to say, well, it was the Russians. As you know, foreign powers can very easily hijack these emails. Didn't we mention that? Clearly, that's what's happened here. Yeah. Yeah, sure it is. Just wait. Just back up one second here. The Hillary Clinton campaign is now employing, as an affirmative defense, Russian hackery. Now the ludicrous impossibility that the Russians could hack her emails has now become her principal defense? Are you really, really kidding me? Also, are you really, really kidding me? And by that I mean the question you probably don't want to hear anybody ask, but it's my job. If you're a detective and you have a body, what do you first and second look for? You look for motive, you look for opportunity, right? A good detective with a body on his hands, her hands, looks for motive and opportunity. So we've got a body here. Looks like it might have been someone known as was a man. Now, do we have a motive and opportunity as to who pulled the virtual trigger on this? Was it Russian agents? Could have been. But if you were a good detective, wouldn't the first name that springs to mind be Donald Trump? Again, I, I don't say this out of disrespect or uh, because I want her to win <clears throat> or as of this, you know, last few days, he's become the nominee. So I don't want to do anything to hurt the nominee of my residual party, whatever's left of it. I want him to win because I so desperately want her to lose. So I don't want to hurt anybody here that I don't want to hurt. But my job is my job. My job is to you and my job is to ask, wait a second, is it just possible, if not overwhelmingly likely, in terms of suspicion, that the Trump campaign was sitting on these emails 
and just waiting for the night before the Democrat National Convention. And then they leaked to a friendly reporter. They leaked these emails. You know, hello, Bill, I've got a great story for you. So do do I know this? No, I absolutely do not. Are there a thousand holes that perhaps you could punch in this? Perhaps. Let's hear them. one 3393 Or it could be the Russians. But I just can't believe how wicked, wicked, bizarre, how wicked, bizarre all of this is when you've got people who would not admit the existence of Russians, would not admit the existence of foreign nations three weeks ago. Now running out to say Hillary didn't know anything about it. It was probably those foreign nations that routinely monitor and hack, you know, the emails of people like Hillary Clinton. Jay Severin, the Blaze Radio Network. Jay Severin Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Well, I hated to have to do it. I I really like the guy, but I took care of the skeet shooting. I'm just going to have to come up with an alibi. Perhaps you can help me between now and the end of the show. But you won't be... uh, I'll use a word from the Godfather. Uh, Oh, Paulie? I won't be seeing him around here no more. Um, Now you know that Democrats don't fool around. When it comes to mishandled emails, they're very, very serious about emails. And who wants to bet that upwards of 85%, I'll go with 85% of Democrats at this convention have, have not heard about the new email thing. They have no idea why was a man is not up there on the stage uh, letting people sharpen their bayonets bayonets on her hair. But but 85%, I'll bet you, of Democrats at this convention have not heard about this particular new issue. And if they have heard about it, they don't, uh, they think it's probably email. Yeah, Hillary, email. DNC, they believe that it's the same one as the original, and they don't care. They don't care. Now, what I don't know, and that about which I am hopeful, is that people tuning in are educated about this, and that it's something new, and that you've got Hillary Clinton saying, oh, Soviet agents hacking our email but did I didn't I just say that our email can't be hacked I don't know can I say this I mean this is civic circus Maximus and you ought to thank God you're alive for it uh Karen 
from the City of Angels. Hi. How you doing? I'm well, thank you. Okay. Um, this is Karen you, with you, the m M&M. you, you had the m M&M and story. Yes, I had the m M&M story. Uh, okay. Come on. Come okay. on. Let's just the vital suppose. organs are going, but the brain okay. is holding on desperately. Okay. Um, pretend I'm Lieutenant Columbo, okay? And this is a direct quote. Uh, okay, miss. All right, miss. It's, um, it's the timing of the murder, sir. Who killed Miss Wells must have known that she would be going to her cabin during the break. You see, that would suggest a member of the crew or a member of the band. A passenger wouldn't know that, not on the first night of the cruise, but a previous passenger would. Okay, I say all that to say this. <laughs> Very good. Okay. And that's an actual quote, too, from way back in 75. Okay, this is delicious. I could not have hoped for anything more outstanding than something like this to happen. Not so much so. I mean, these people have been so OTT, so complacent that they thought they were going to have a coronation. And it turns out they're having 1968. And turns out they may have instead a coronary, which I would prefer for them. Yeah, yeah. but the, the 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 Russian thing, this this proves. Look, unless okay, it's just let's say for uh, for for suppose that the Kremlin had something to do with this. Right. Uh, they're good, but I don't think they're quite that good. With all due respect, um, I, I think my first reaction was this is somebody who is American-born and bred and is sick and tired of being sick and tired. I refer you to my quote. This person, I mean, if it turns out it's them, then that just shows how much damage this woman's selfishness has done to our national security. If they can play footsie with our elections like this, then we should hold them responsible until the end of the age forever and i really think that you know my mom asked me yesterday well so who are you going to vote for is it don't don't tell me you're voting for him i said look mom I'm writing in if i have to but now it's either me ted cruz or <laughs> donald and i think i'm going with donald. <laughs> okay. let me ask you about this oh, i don't this disagree with you but my focus is our focus is different I think the Russians are good enough to do, I mean, you can ask Buck this, even I know, and and Buck knows better, but Mm -hmm. I know the Russians are capable of doing things. There are intelligence services around the world, the Mossad for that matter, Mm -hmm. the best in the world, the Mossad, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. capable of doing things. I could be here right now broadcasting this show. Mm -hmm. I could have 50 people in my front property looking at me through the window, watching me do the show. Mm-hmm. And I could be in, in, in Buenos Aires murdering somebody and they'd, and they'd have me covered. I mean, mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. They're so good, these guys, that it's beyond our wildest imagination. I mean, think of the great spy novels, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And the guys that wrote those aren't even spies. They're authors. Think of yeah. what the real spies think of. And mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm, 
I'm beating around the bush. What, what I mean to say, my dear, mm-hmm. is that our focus is different in as much as I don't know whether it's the Russians, but I accept that it could easily be. Okay. What makes me laugh and want to cry at the same time right. is right. the whorish inconsistency of all of this, mm-hmm. which wipes off on us as American citizens because mm-hmm. we believed it. See, mm-hmm. we had we had the most famous woman in the history of American politics, which is no longer Eleanor Roosevelt. It's just mm-hmm. a, it's just a, I think a total coincidence that they're both lesbians. It's no longer Eleanor Roosevelt. <laughs> it's Hillary Clinton. And right. we had the most powerful, famous woman in American political history mm-hmm. six weeks ago, four weeks, three weeks ago, right. scoffing at the notion. In fact, the notion was so ludicrous that she wouldn't even deign to comment mm-hmm. on the notion that another nation could be reading her emails off her private server, right? Right, exactly. It was too ridiculous to even consider. Only only Republican hitmen, you know, vicious, yes. bitter partisans yes. and morons could right. ever believe, be, even began to entertain the notion mm-hmm. that foreign governments were capable of something so complex as yes. hacking in and reading the emails of Hillary Clinton off her private server. Mm-hmm. And we all knew. Mm-hmm. I know. I need my daughter's help to send a yeah. Twitter. Uh, send a tweet. Yeah. But but We're I knew that up. that wasn't. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't up. know what to do. Oh, geez. Well, uh, if we're still breaking up, call back. I'll put you right back. Oh, no. On. Okay. I think. Go ahead. I, I think I can hear right. you now. All I was saying was, oh, okay. I'll we, call back. We all knew, I'll call back. we all knew that a foreign government is capable of doing that. But now, a month later, Hillary Clinton's first defense is, "Hey, I got an idea. Could have been a foreign government," and and we buy it. I don't mean you and I, but we as a country, we the media, we buy that. We buy that. Her. Three years of defense that no government would ever be capable of this. It couldn't happen. Now, all of a sudden, if it's going to get her out of it on the eve of the convention, I have an idea. How about a foreign government did it? Are you there, dear? Ah, Call call me right back if you're still, if I'm still breaking up. Guys, if uh, Karen calls back, uh, let me know. and We'll put her right back on. This is a shame. She is there. All right. can, Can you hear me? See, I can't hear her. Okay. It means there's a problem along the line. Okay, can you hear me now? Okay, we have to do okay. this again because I can't keep doing this because I'll go over to the guy and tell him to start shooting skeet into my studio and stand in the way of it because I can't, I can't do this. one 888 Skip, uh, shall we break, get organized, come back, and do a radio show? This is... Jay Febron on the Blaze Radio Network. Jay Severin. 
on the Blaze Radio Network. You are the best and brightest. We are partners. The number is one 3393 I am Jay Severin. Uh, Michelle Obama speaks tonight. And I predict within the first three minutes she will plagiarize uh, Mrs. Trump. <laughs> um, uh, Emma. What, what? I always love that name. Emma from the Commonwealth. Welcome. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Hello, Mr. Severin. Please call Hello, me, Jay. Hi, Jay. So yes, uh, have... could we turn Emma Sorry. up a little bit, Skip? She's up. Okay, good, me? go. Yeah, yeah, I had uh, a little trouble. That's okay, better, great. So um, I'm thinking that Motive uh, would be heavily sitting with the Bernie Sanders campaign people because they had long been drumming about this fact that Debbie Washerman Schultz was a man, uh, had been perpetrating <laughs> these things all during his campaign. Um, right. But then I just had a thought while I was on hold, what if it was the Obamas actually behind all of this since they can't stand Hillary? Okay, that's interesting. Why? why? Play it out. Why? Well, I mean, they're just constantly Manipulating. sort of back manipulating behind the scenes against her, it seems. And, of course, um, you know, tonight's the big night for Michelle, but I think Michelle has her sights on the White House eventually, and wouldn't it be interesting to see her rise to the top uh, tonight and poise herself for that four years from now? Stranger things have happened, my dear Emma, and they'd have to be pretty strange to be this strange, but stranger things have happened. I have said for a very, very long time here that you haven't seen the end of Michelle Obama and the Mm -hmm. easy way out, which is grotesque. It's not easy at all, but the easy way out, by this I mean easy for them to pull off if they want, is Michelle Obama on the United States Supreme Court. If they want her in a U.S. Senate seat, if they want her to be Mm -hmm. governor of Illinois, this stuff is the easy stuff. But you're right. Anybody who rules, again, anybody who rules, all my life I've been studying and watching Hillary Clinton. And every time (laughs) I said she's running for president, you know, I don't know. I don't know. At the soonest opportunity is when. And they say, no, 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 you know, she's, look, she's, she's finished, you know, she's finished now because of her husband. Okay, no, she's going to run for the Senate in New York. She's going to win. No, she's not. All right, she's the senator, but that's it. She can't go anywhere (laughs) from here. Oh, you know, she's Secretary of State, but okay, she can't go anywhere from here. You know, Emma, you're right because you're looking at this by the the one of only sort of two-dimensional ways that are available and instead of looking at, no, nah, no, nah, you know, instead of going into something saying that something that hasn't, that everyone doesn't think is likely to occur won't happen because not everyone thinks it's likely to occur. Instead, you look at a thing and say, could this occur? Is there a reason it couldn't occur? And does the person involved not want it to occur? And if they reasonably might want it to occur, 
Do they have at their disposal uh, mechanics that could help them lubricate that thing happening? And when you look at Michelle Obama, Emma, what could she not be? What contact does she lack? Contact? You know, I mean, what what is standing between Michelle Obama and anything that she oh. wants to do? I'm saying you're right. I, I'm saying that no. we yeah. all ought to be as imaginative as possible when it comes to mm-hmm. Michelle Obama because there's absolutely nothing that stands between her and whatever it is. And there's everything in the world that is her advantage, whatever it is, to become it. Mm-hmm. Well, and the Bernie su- supporters are very loyal to him, and they can't be happy knowing that, you know, now this evidence is finally revealed to, to everybody. Um, oh, right. I, I just know, wait I, now to I, see whether that's a truly dead letter, because Bernie still wants to be president. He's got the taste, you know. He's got mm-hmm. the taste of fresh blood, you know, on his teeth. He, well, he, 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 he now knows what this is. He wants to be president, but I think it's a dead letter. But it, it isn't technically yet a dead letter because what what if something should happen, Any anything in the spectrum of human possibility, anything should occur to disqualify Hillary Clinton, you know, in the next several weeks, doesn't he automatically become the nominee? Why should he be in any hurry, Emma, to make, you know, to make this finalized and to make this a dead letter? If you're Bernie Sanders, you accept the realistic possibility it's long been over, but you deliciously say it might not. The Jay Severin Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. The Democrat National Convention does not yet gavel to order, to disorder, for another three minutes. Yet already, I understand, there are charges that Michelle Obama has plagiarized Melania Trump. Excelsior! Welcome back, best and brightest. I am Jay Severin. You are, as aforesaid, best and brightest on the Blaze Radio Network. one 888 Moments from the convention, and that would be the right word, moments from the convention of the Democrat National Convention, uh, which will be gaveled to disorder... Not by uh, Debbie Wasserman Schultz, not by Donna Brazil, who is expected to be the interim replacement. And, and that's a, there's a surprise. I mean, she was on, you know, ABC this week 
just well, yesterday morning. How is it possible? How is it possible that someone is with a major network as an analyst and supposed to be neutral and all of a sudden turns up the next day as the chairman of the one of the major parties? How is How does that happen? And you know, the thing is, how does it always happen that it's always the Democrats to whom that happens? Let me see. Let me see. You got George Stephanopoulos. You have James Carville. You have Bob Beckel. You have Chris Matthews. You have uh, Deborah, uh, Deborah Brazil. You've got how many people on the other networks and cables, all of whom are former Democrat national officials? How come it's never the other way around? I, I, isn't that a weird thing? The It is being universally reported that, and I say that because it's important, it, you know, one or two polls could be outliers at this point, and we want to be very careful about them, especially if they're national polls, because as you know, we don't have a national election. And it's a little early to go back into that uh, sermon again, so I won't. But remember, when you hear national polls, they are uh, entertaining in as much as they may be entertaining. And maybe they give you some idea as to a trend, if indeed they do. But we don't have a national election. We have 50 state elections all of them individual, unconnected to the other 49 that happened to culminate on one national election day. And the thing that you must always remember and pass along to friends and family who do not know this is that in the question, do we have a national election day? We do. But in that phrase, National Election Day. What word does the word national modify? Does it modify the word election? So if you were to diagram the sentence, would it be day, election? Now you have to put on the little slanty wise line down underneath. You have to put national. Does national modify election? Or does it go on the little slanty downwise line under day? And the answer is it goes under day. We have a national day of election. It is not a national election. I guess I said it was too early for that repetition of that uh, sermon, and maybe I thought it wasn't. Um, The universally reported which is uh, a useful thing, and in this case, uh, a good thing. The universally reported post-convention bounce for Trump, well, let me say, it is universally reported that there is a post-convention bounce for Trump. That, in and of itself, is very good. I was afraid it would be a dart, not a beach ball. I would have been utterly unsurprised if you told me that Donald Trump lost a couple of points. Uh, 
as a result of last week. I mean, I never got the feeling it was, I mean, the whole thing was a disaster. But after two days, I realized it can't be judged like any other convention. Just like this campaign this year cannot be judged like any other. So after two days, I stopped worrying about it. And as it turns out, it's being universally reported that uh, Trump enjoyed a bounce out of his election and that the bounce is six points. That's a very big deal. No, no, that's a very big... Are you listening? That's a very, very big deal. Especially if Donald Trump can hold on to it and freeze her out of the same during the next week. Because what historically happens is that the first candidate gets a bounce, then the second candidate gets a bounce. You get a bounce which fades... You know, you get a four-point bounce, which fades to two. Then, uh, you know, 10 days later, the next party goes. They get a four-point bounce, which fades to two. And it ends up all back where it started. But six points ain't two points, and it ain't four points. It's six points, and it's a big deal. And it becomes meaningful, truly meaningful, if those six points stick and if they stick in a way that frees her out. Like, where did those six points come from? Who are those six points? Where are those six people out of 100 that weren't supporting Trump a week ago but are today? Where did they come from? That's what I want to know because that tells me whether or not they're just as likely to swing back to Hillary or whether Hillary grabs the same group of undecideds, her share, you know, of the same group of, uh, or similar group of undecideds. But if this sticks, six points is a big deal. I just thought I'd mention this. New York Times, Sunday, page one, lead story. Experts say wall will will not help at Texas border. So forget it. A wall. Now, the, the, the importance of the story, of course, is that some people may believe that the experts are right, that you can't build something at a border that would be an, an effective prophylactic against illegal immigration. So it could be Right. I mean, you, I, I'm not an expert. Are you? I mean, so I, I have to concede that I, I don't want to concede, but I must concede that maybe, maybe those experts quoted for this article are right. Maybe a maybe a, a wall or a fence or, you know, any construction will not do what we want it to do. Well, at least what I want it to do at the border, because experts say so according to the New York Times. Okay, there has to be a chance that they're right. I, I, I hope they're wrong, but they could be right. The other thing is, that headline is planned to help Clinton and hurt Trump because most people see that and they say, well, New York Times, experts, wall won't help. So that's that. I, I don't know, you know, I, I guess Trump is wrong. 
Well, I, you know, I, I can't be that excited about him. So there is the, there is the, first of all, the, the expertise that says can't be done. Nextly, it's the politics of uh, a defining source like the New York Times putting people together saying, nah, it can't be done. And then uh, there is the notion that nowhere in the article, only here today with you, does the question, is the question asked that must be? And that is, and I, I asked it on Twitter last night. Okay, I read the article, but let me ask you this. How come walls and fences and buildings and border guards work on virtually every border all over the planet? Everywhere. Everywhere. Try to go get through customs if you're carrying drugs or uh, counterfeit money or, or slaves or something. Try to go across the border in Czechoslovakia. Try it. Try to get, get across the border in Russia or Bulgaria or China. Try it. Call me in 30 years when you're allowed your first phone call. Let me know how that went. So wait, let me get this straight. The Mexicans can do it, but we can't. The Jay Severin Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. The Jay Severin Show. I want my JTV. No, it just sounded like that old song, so it's, I, I, don't, I don't. TV neither needs me nor do I need TV, believe me. Maybe you've seen me on TV, in which case you'd know. Uh, I'm Jay Severin. You are the best and brightest. We are together, the Blaze Radio Network, one 888 You have a complaint? You're a wise guy? You have something to say? one 888 May I... Repeat something from earlier. This right now, right now, is when Donald Trump must demonstrate his legendary counter-programming tactical skills. Now is the time to use media jujitsu and every other form of scheduling and psychological combat to twist the Democrats into knots and help prevent them, cripple them, if, if, if cripple them from delivering their message while you instead deliver yours. Now, I constructed this earlier. I'm going to do it again, but I'm going to do it in 30 seconds or less. Ready? Mark. If Donald Trump makes an appearance however short each day of the Democrat convention. And if during that brief appearance, he says something, something that's provocative, he will guarantee his place alongside Hillary on the lead, the A block in the evening news. Bang. That was 20. Okay. That's the purpose of this. People generally are polite and go away out during the other person's convention but 
Trump ought not do that. It's way too far gone for Trump to win by being the nicest guy or the nicer guy. I mean, you really, what you well, look what you've got. You've got a campaign between two guys. And 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 I and I'm voting for Trump, but he's not going to win because he's a nice guy. He's going to win because he's a bastard and he shows us he knows how to be a bastard. He demonstrates bastardy. And that's what we need to see, because the more bastardy. I mean, evidently, the more bastardy we see practiced, proffered by Donald Trump, the more we like him. So give us bastardy or give us Hillary. And no one sane wants that. So by all means, Donald, be somewhere, anywhere, every day this week to make sure that you share the A block of the evening news. In other words, P on Hillary's parade. P on Hillary's parade. Do it with regularity. And yes, bastardy. What about the choice of Tim Kaine as running mate for Hillary? Is Kaine able? Ouch. Oh, ah, I think I hurt my spleen. Is Kane able? Oh, see what I did there? It hurt. I hurt my pancreas doing that. Uh, yes, Kane is able, but not so fast. Able to do what? He's full of shite. Uh, Tim Kane is a is a a very very smart guy who looks like a very very meek guy. And he went to Harvard Law School. Any thoughts you have that he, like, carries around doves in his pockets, you know, and picks up the homeless and carries them around his shoulder, you know, give it up now. This guy is part of the trained killer elite when it comes to politics, anyway. But at his own choice... He presents himself as so milk toast that it's like you won't be able to name him in a week. You'll be able to name him tonight, and neither will I. And you see, what's curious about that is that that's what Hillary wanted. She decided in the end that what she wanted was to clean the slate. like the squeegee at heart that she is. She just wanted to clear the slate. She wanted no one on the stage but her. Because any you know, molecular step you take in the direction of someone with any personality, you instantly, by virtue of the physics of it, you get what? You get personality, you know. You're going to get someone who maybe speaks their own mind, maybe someone who every once in a while you're going to have to say, well, he didn't mean that exactly. Or he'll have to stand up and say, I didn't mean that exactly. Or, no, we agree on this entirely. I was misunderstood. I mean, this is the bane of the existence 
of serious presidential candidates. You don't want someone. You don't want, you know, one day is too many days for you to have to stand up and say, well, I had a message of the day until my buddy here took a crap on it. Now I don't have a message of the day. Now my message of the day is being followed around by you hound dogs and having to answer at every stop, well, what was he right? Was he wrong? Who's right? Do you agree? Do you disagree? Was your running mate wrong? Was your running mate right? Have you talked to him about it? You One day of that is too many days. Can you imagine if you get like, I mean, I think this is part of what Donald Trump was thinking. If you get Newt, you buy yourself 25 days like that in the next 109. But what, what does it get you? And I think it gets you a lot. So without getting into the, you know, again, the whole the Trump thing and sticking with the Hillary thing, what she wanted was a double vanilla with vanilla. And she got it. The guy is smart. He's as loyal as a puppy, though ambitious as a snake. But he will do exactly what she's expecting. Tim Kaine of Virginia will do exactly what she's expecting. He will disappear starting at the end of this week. He will say things about her that make you think it's a first date all during this week. Like he loves her. At the end of this week, you'll never see him again. And that's exactly what she wants. And he's willing to comply in order to be VEEP! Jay Severin. Excelsior. The Blaze Radio Network. This is the Jay Severin Show. This complaint line, though it's never been used for that purpose, it remains open. one 3393 1-888-900-3393. You know what's truly disgusting? Other than perhaps uh, the contents of Skip's laundry bag. I mean, you want to know what's truly, truly disgusting? The fact that the last several days we have had, you know, all cliches aside, we've had too many, we've had too many terror attacks to count. Can you count them? I cannot. I mean, if I really put my mind to it, I probably could. But the mere fact that I have to think about it is terribly sad. We we spoke last week about the first Saturday on which the first televised wave of poor refugees, the poor immigrants, and the fact that we weren't delineating between the two were coming in wave by wave, millions of them, into southern and then into mid and northern Europe. 
And I remember on that Saturday, as we discussed, uh, I was tweeting, you were tweeting, we were supposing what would happen as a result of this and how soon it would be that Germans and others would realize what a career decision they were making by doing this. And by career decision, I mean, as I have said, in 20 years, there won't be a Germany. There'll be a place on a map called Germany, but it will be pronounced And in the last, what, six, no, five days, there have been four terror attacks in Germany? How many times? I, I mean, I really have lost count. We had the, the guy shoot people in the shopping mall. And then the next day, before we really knew what was going on, we had someone else shooting somebody in Germany. And then before we knew what was going on, another guy shooting somebody in Germany. And they were all, by the way, poor, recent Syrian refugees. All of whom, coincidentally were yelling, God is great, as they were hatcheting people to death. And everybody got together and said, there's no reason why we should call this terror. Sure, there may be a few things it has in common with all other similar acts of terror by Islamic radicals yelling, God is great, while they hatchet people to death, but... We ought not jump to conclusions. Do you know? There have been, I believe, seven acts of terror in the last five days. And we don't even have time to cover them. One of the reasons is, I mean, we have time. I don't mean it's not a priority. I mean, we can't get the information quick enough. They're, they're, they're not providing information quickly enough. And by the way... I don't think that's a mistake. I think the German government is not exactly trying to become a fountain here of information about this. Because sometime sooner than later, Angela Merkel is going to have to face re-election. And there used to be a number of robust issues in Germany Used to be. There's only one now. Immigration. And good luck trying to win that one. So, you know, there but for the grace of the gods go we. And in the end, I mention it principally because I think it's going to end up, once the dust settles, if... If Donald Trump wins, if Donald Trump wins, and I have never been so sure, not that it'll win, but I've never been so sure of this. I've never been as sure as I am at this moment that change is the crown jewel of this election. Every election is about change. And American elections are often 
output, are they not, in terms of change? But I don't believe the change dynamic in my lifetime has ever been as strong as it is in this election. Even though, oddly enough, it's not really talked about that much. You really don't hear it every day. Change, change, change. You really don't hear it. And I'm glad for that. Because it's easy it's easy to run a boring campaign if you use a generic theme like that. I think Trump is very smart to be, as he did at the convention, you know, tonight is a make America safe again. The next night is make America work again, make America number one again, make America great again. I mean, don't, don't, don't give me a slogan. Show me what you're going to do. And the best campaigns do that. The best campaigns give voters, give us, a feeling in our guts that this guy means this. Now, we may not agree with what it is, in which case he loses. But if it is the thing motivating you, and you get the sense that he means it, he's going to win. I have never been as sure as I am at this moment that this election will be driven by change. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, again, uh, or not. But I'm t- I, I say now, uh, to, to lay myself naked, uh, 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 pardon the vision, but to lay myself naked on the matter, this is it. This, Even though it's Trump, and I don't say that to insult the guy, I really don't, but you and I know what we're talking about here. Even though it's Donald Trump, And even though Hillary Clinton has one of the fabled Democrat machines of American politics that's ever been assembled, it's about change. And it's it's deep down in people's bowels. It's about change. That's why Donald Trump can say anything. That's why Donald Trump can get away with anything. That's why Donald Trump stated the most shocking but most accurate piece of analysis of this campaign. Donald Trump committed the most serious act of political science, (laughs) some science, but political science in this election about four months ago when he said, I could go and take a gun and fire a bullet down the middle of Fifth Avenue. And no matter what happened, I wouldn't lose a vote. It was almost as arrogant as it sounds, but not quite. What he was really saying was, if you recall, he was as awed, as surprised and impressed as we are about how he's being accepted. And what he was saying was, I really, you know, it's almost as if I can do no wrong. That's how badly people want change from the same old shite. That's what he was saying. That was his point. Now, it's already being taken out of context hideously, used against him. You know what? That's Donald's fault. Because, again, you have to know, like he likes to say, big league, big league. Well, this, this is the biggest of leagues. And if you say things like that, you have to be prepared for its 
malinterpretation and grossest use against you that is possible. But he is. He is surviving that because he can say or do almost anything because people want change and because American voters are attributing to whatever Donald Trump says the best of the angels in his and your nature. So when Donald Trump says, if I went out and fired a gun down the middle of Fifth Avenue, yada, 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 nobody thinks of it the way Hillary Clinton goes out and spends $25 million on putting on a national commercial that shows Donald Trump saying that and expects everyone to be outraged. Oh, when people see this, they'll never vote for the guy. They see, they see it and they applaud in their living room. Or maybe not, but they're not offended. They're not offended because at any given moment, especially in politics, you know and I know, you can immediately ascribe to someone a good motive or an evil motive for what they just said. And as much money and effort and, and fine, quote-unquote, Democrat tradition of crooked liars that Hillary Clinton has in her corner. The fact is so far that people hear Trump and they like what they hear. Jay Severin, the Blaze Radio Network. Anyone elderly enough or film buff enough to recall uh, The Graduate, there's a line in it when the young graduate is receiving unsolicited career advice and one of his father's friends puts his arm on his shoulder and says to him with the utmost earnestness, Ben, Ben, plastics, plastics, Ben. It may have been good news. I, I I don't know, but it was it was brilliantly done, and I uh, I say to you, demographics, best and brightest, demographics. I'm looking at a a crowd pan here. Uh, the camera is panning the audience at the DNC, and demographics tell you a lot. I could tell you that this group of people is a very, very different looking bunch of human beings than the same shot revealed last week. Now, in as much as I'm unsure at the moment exactly how I ought to most fairly characterize that difference, I'm going to wait on that and give it a little bit of a think, but because it's the kind of thing that could get a fellow in trouble, believe it or not. But it's certainly a different-looking group than the RNC. Uh, Definitely, if you wanted different things, if you had dinner with 20 people drawn from each group, you would definitely have a different experience, a very different dining experience from where you went to what you ate 
to what happened after dinner, to what happened before dinner, than if you picked people from the other party. Parte, if you know what I mean. All right. <clears throat> I, I wish to mention this uh, tweet that I'm responding to. Uh, Calendula, uh, who's really got, she's like probably hitting, you know, about 378 for the month of July. Or, or I don't know why I keep saying she. It strikes me as a she trigger, a handle. But uh, forgive me if, if you, you're a big hairy man. Uh, something about uh, uh, Trump and Pence being Christians. Good Christians, I think. And I wrote back. Are they good Christians? How can we tell? What does that mean? And and I also say, I'm not being a wise guy. I'm just not well informed on this. And I know it's a lousy time to bring it up with a minute and a half left in the show. Or maybe it's a really good time because we'll be saved by the bell and we won't have to talk about it. But... I'm on record now, so you can always talk about it, uh, whether or not I mention it. You know that. But now I'm on record, so you get to cross-examine anytime you want. And I'm, I just don't know. I know how important that is, or at least I'm told every election of my life, I, I, I have people in front of me endeavoring to establish and communicate to voters what good Christians they are. And I know what it means in the dictionary. I'm just not sure what it is they're trying to tell me they are. What does that mean if I take them at face value? And by the way, my running mate and I are, as you know, good Christians. Okay, okay, are you? Well, What's a lousy Christian mean? I mean, what, how, what does that mean? How do you, how do I discern a good Christian from a bad one? Do you know what I mean? Do you ever get curious about that? I do, because um, I'm not a particularly bright guy when it comes to theology, though it does fascinate me. Well, we got almost up to the point that I got to share with you what the president of Mexico said about Donald Trump. And when he visited the White House a few days ago, all I can tell you is if you saw a film of a guy sneaking over the back fence of the White House, that was actually the president of Mexico coming to visit. Tomorrow. Seven on the Blaze Radio Network.